It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, as Look, the Eagles thing has begun now, preseason. I didn't think it was the most enthralling game with mostly backups playing, but it was a chance to see twos and threes and I guess fours as well. And for more on the birds, who shined, who did not, let's talk to our Eagles reporter, Mr. Uh, Elliot Short-Parks. Elliot, how you doing, pal? What up? What, did, uh, what an exciting day in Philadelphia sports. <laughs> Now, is that sarcastic, or is that James Harden? Or is oh, that li- yeah, that's James Harden. Is that Little League World Series? What, what, what is that? It's a, it's a little bit of everything. You know, I did James Harden for sure, but also training joint training camp practices are like my favorite practices of the year. There so you I'm go. very excited about tonight. All right. It's dumb it's at 5 o'clock, but I'm excited. Elliot, I'll tell you what. We're going to do the Eagles in heavy detail with you, but let me play the audio for people just tuning in. Let's play the audio of what James Harden said in the last few hours. He was in China. Uh, Dan Wilson, unbelievable, crack job. He tracks down audio from China. Wilson, how do you do it? That internet thing, I guess, helps a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because you didn't actually have, like, you weren't paying someone over there to record. Well, I got sources over in you China. Yeah, China sources? Oh, yeah. Oh, China sources. This is why Dan Wilson better produced than James Seltzer when he fills in. Well done by Wilson. Uh, no, we, we wish Seltzer the best. He's off this week. Have some fun. It's good stuff. James, uh, Elliot, let's get your, your opinion of James Harden. Here's what, here's what James Harden said within the last couple hours. is a liar. And I will never be a part of an organization of these parties. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. I'll tell you, I didn't expect to lead with the Sixers with you, Elliot, but just give us your quick assessment of that. I mean, look, as someone that has defended this organization all offseason, said that they're better than people said, said that they, you know, highlighted the wins. This is an embarrassment for them. Like, there's no question about it. This is a terrible look. And I know that James Harden is going to get a lot of criticism for this. And look, for the most part, rightfully so. But Daryl Morey deserves a ton of criticism Amen. for that clip right there. Well, it right? depends, what he, depends what he said to him. We don't know. 
Well, but, but Daryl Morey is the one that traded for James Harden. Daryl Morey is the one that had a previous relationship with James Harden. I don't know what was said between the two. The reality is we might never know unless James Harden goes fully nuclear and, you know, starts releasing text. Right. But the bottom line is Morey's job was to manage this relationship, manage this player. And for it to get to the point where he's standing in China calling him a liar in front of, you know, 800 cell phones to go clip go viral – that's on Maury. You would never see Howie Roseman allow a situation get to this point. So I know James Harden will get ripped, and he deserves criticism, but this is a Daryl Morey problem. Well, I'll just say this. You, you might be right, Elliot, but there's a chance you're wrong. There, there's a chance this is just a really desperate James Harden. It's like, I'll pull this one because, you know, well, I mean, think about it. No one signed him. He's desperate. He wanted to make $150 million. No one was giving him $50 million. So I think there's a chance this is just an egotistical, out-of-touch NBA player that, you know, did get a, hey, I'll take care of you next year, but without specifics, and he's just saying, I got done dirty by by Daryl Morey, when the reality is Daryl Morey as a general manager has a right to reassess the situation if he feels that it's not in the best interest of the organization to, you know, give a lot of money to James Harden, especially when no one else is. Yeah, it's Daryl Morey's job as the runner of the franchise to make sure it does not get to this point. You were right. Maybe Daryl Morey said, look, I'll pay you next offseason, which if he did, by the way, is a lie that he's now lied about. So let's just say he did do that and then he changed his mind. You need to, like, Morey needs to make sure it never gets to this specific point. Like, I think Well, I, I, I agree. I would agree with that. But, I, but also, yeah. some of these guys, they're so, uh, they're so out of touch. All right, Elliot, let's get to the Eagles. Let's start on the positive. In your opinion from this game Saturday night, who shined? Who took a step forward to either get a lot of playing time in the regular season or to make a team that they otherwise might not have made? So I think the big winner of the night in terms of making the roster as opposed to not is probably Eli Rex. Eli Rex had the pick six in the second half. He played excellent on the outside at outside corner. Obviously, Tanner McKee had a great game. Jalen Carter had a great game. But those guys were going to make the roster. This cornerback position the Eagles have right now is one of the more loaded, deep positions yes. I've ever seen them have on the roster. I think before the game, Eli Ricks probably wasn't going to make it. But now that he put that out on film in front of for the whole league to see, a guy that was once considered a first-round pick has, has uh, and dropped because of injury problems, obviously, to put that on tape, I think now the Eagles might have to keep him on the 53 wow. or lose him waivers you know Elliot I was I was just talking about this the depth that we have at the cornerback position with with Ricks and and Greedy Williams and Josh Job and and Ringo it it just it feels like this sort of surprised me Uh, has our organization gotten better at evaluating defensive backs well we should probably highlight this by saying all these guys are completely unproven like I'm excited by them and I think they have a lot of talent but Josh Job, Keely Ringo, Eli Ricks, I mean, they've never played in the NFL. Greedy Williams has not been good in the NFL. But the, the intriguing part about the position, to your point, is just the, the sheer amount of potential that's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they only have a 53-man roster. I think you could argue that nine of their best 53 players right now are mm-hmm. cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's going to be tough to, to keep that amount, obviously. You wonder if Greedy Williams is going to make it through final cuts at this point. He's not had a great camp, and while he has played in the NFL, he has not played well, and maybe they would go with the potential over you know, a somewhat proven track record of playing poorly. But there's no question that the front office has done a really good job 
of at least accumulating an extremely intriguing cornerback. Position. You know, another thing that comes to mind, you do have the option to maybe trade someone and, and pick up another position, a linebacker, a safety, uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, it, it's always a possibility. All right, Elliot, let's flip it to the to the other side. Oh, John, go well, ahead. Let's talk, let's talk about the, the linebackers that we just added yep. when N'Kobe Dean was injured. Uh, Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack, Elliot, uh, are, are these starting linebackers for our team eventually? I would say Miles Jack, maybe. I didn't think Zach Cunningham. I don't think he's – Zach Cunningham has not really played well since he's gotten here, in my opinion. I thought he – I think he looked mm. slow uh, compared to the other linebackers. But Miles Jack has come in and gotten first-team reps pretty quickly, uh, both in practice and then, you know, obviously on uh, in the first preseason game he saw action early on. So I was disappointed that Kobe Dean didn't play. Obviously, if the doctors are saying he shouldn't play, then that's the advice you go with. But he's someone that really needs these reps, and he's somebody that needs to get into a game. And frankly, show why he's the number one linebacker on the team. Like, I, I feel like he's being handed this job more so than having earned it in a way. So I, I'm, I'm just – I'm ready to see Nakobe make big plays. And I was excited to see that in the first preseason game. You know, the pads are on, the lights are on. That's when he's supposed to shine. And for, so for him not to play was disappointing. So that did hurt Nakobe Dean's chances to be our starting well, linebacker? Probably not, not because – well, no, I would think it didn't hurt it because they, they made an organizational decision not to play him. I don't think they wanted mm. him to play it. He refused. I mean, clearly, I, my guess is he's still recovering from the ankle. Yeah. So, again, and that matters, and that, that should be the overarching reason you don't play. But, here, you know, Elliot, Elliot sometimes, you have, you, have a Ke- sometimes you have a Kevin Cobb-Michael Vick thing where it's like, you know, Kevin Cobb's the starter, he's the starter, he's the starter, and then, like, halfway into the first game of the season, it's like, all right, the other guy's the starter. You know what I mean? I mean, Cobb got knocked out of that game. Vic went in, played very well. Week two, Michael Vick was the starter, and that was it. I mean, it could be a quick hook for N'Kobe Dean in the, in the regular season this year. Yeah, I'm worried it might be more of a Michael Vick-Vince Young situation where the, the back <laughs> comes in and it's, it's not, as, uh, not, <laughs> not as good. Fair but, enough. Yeah, Fair you enough. were right that eventually he could take the job. All right, Elliot, let's get to the negative side. Who, who had a bad night? Who hurt their chances to either get major PT this year or potentially not make the team? So I'll go with two players. One, uh, I think the main one is Marcus Mariota. Yep. Um, I was not very surprised by what I saw. I've seen that exact version of the player in camp so far. There's no question what he does with his legs is an asset. And it's kind right. of the ultimate you know, game changer in the way that a lot of plays in the NFL are off script. And Mariota is way better off script right now than Tanner McKee is. But as a passer, Mariota is extremely erratic. And it's what's, what's maddening, I bet, for the Eagles is that he can make good throws every once in a while, but he misses so many easy throws. There was a throw in the, on Saturday night where he just sails it about five yards out of bounds mm. for a guy that, that should be open. like that, that should be a completion, especially for somebody that's been in the NFL as long as Mariota has. So I don't think he's in risk of losing his job to Tanner McKee right now. But the Eagles have to be worried about if the he if he went in, whether or not he would be able to lead any version of a competent passing offense. Mm. Who's the other player you think took a took a hit with his performance? So in terms of making the roster, I didn't think Dennis Kelly had a good game. Yeah. Uh, he let up a quarterback pressure late, and he's someone that has a ton of experience. I, I think they viewed him as a coming in and you know kind of raising the floor of this unit, but. 
he, he did not have a good game. I'm sure he doesn't have a ton of guaranteed money in his contract. Mm-hmm. So I think he probably hurt his chances of making the roster. Elliot, what about Tyler Steen, a guy who we were considering could be a starter at right guard competing with Cam Jurgens? He was at left tackle in this preseason game. How did he perform? So what I thought was interesting about him was he did play left tackle to start, and I actually think he played pretty well. But then later in the game, he moved back to right guard. So I think with, with Tyler Steen, there'll be uh, you know, an argument of, well, he didn't win the right guard job. That's a disappointing camp from him. I'm not so sure. The fact that he is now going to be playing left tackle and right guard makes him extremely valuable as a backup. Ultimately, he's still a rookie. I don't think they wanted him to start. They wanted Camp Jurgens to win the job. But I think the Eagles should feel really good about Tyler Steen and where he's at. He has position versatility now. And when he's played in this one game, he, he's played well. So depth is an issue on the offensive line, and I think Tyler Steen is going to help that. He knocked a, down, got a guy down and sat on him. Yep. <laughs> it was very yeah. fun to watch. Elliot, he not the— not... to have that attitude of a good offensive lineman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Elliot, not the end of the world to lose a backup player, but try to quantify for us the impact of Stuart Bradley, excuse me, Sean Bradley, being out for the year. He was a, a primary special team for player for them last year. I think it was the fourth most snaps on special teams. How big a loss? Yeah, he's been a big special teams player for him. Last year, I think he played 80% of the snaps. The year before, I believe, he was either close to a Pro Bowl player on special teams or at least was getting buzz about being that good. So for a special teams unit that certainly uh, is not in the position to be losing anybody of talent, uh, it's not a big deal. But I would also say off the field, like Stuart Bradley is one of the more talkative, vocal, like I don't want to say leaders because he's a very young player, but on that special teams unit, he is one of the leaders. And so I think in that way, it's a loss as well. All right, and give us just the uh, sort of forecast for the two joint practices the next two days. What's on tap, as you understand it, Eagles and Browns? Yeah, so they're going to practice tonight and tomorrow night, uh, both at 5 o'clock. And like I said, these are some of the most competitive drills and practices that they're going to have. Last year, the Eagles went into Cleveland. They beat them on both days. They went 2-0 and against them in those joint practices. So I think Cleveland is definitely going to come in. And, like, it's going to be super competitive. 11-on-11, 11 11, red zone, full field. And this is going to be a chance for Jalen Hurts and the first-team offense to really get the reps that, uh, that they're not getting in these preseason games. So my guess is on a day where Jalen normally gets 20 to 22 reps, you might see him in the 40s today and tomorrow. So are, it's going to be a lot of really good work. Are running backs going to get tackled? I don't know if they'll tackle all the way to the ground, but just from my experience of watching these practices, like they'll definitely be thudding, if not more. So they're they're very physical. I do, and a lot of times they'll do like tackle to the ground in the red zone period or goal line yeah. short yardage periods, hmm. just specific times. Okay. Uh, Elliot. Does the group practice against the Browns uh, on Tuesday preclude any starters playing on Thursday? Great question. Yeah, I, I don't think any of this. I don't think any of the starters are going to play any reps yeah. the rest of the preseason. So, because yeah. not only do they have the joint practices these two days against the Browns, but then they also have a joint practice 
against the Colts before their final preseason. All right, Elliot, I got so, a new rule, the camera rule. From now on, the joint practice is put on television and the preseason games with no starters playing is not put on TV. I mean, wouldn't I, you rather but, see this than that? A hundred percent. Now, now I will say. Jalen Hurts or no Jalen Hurts? I mean, which which would you rather watch? It it might get to this point, but one of the main reasons they like doing this is because they can run stuff that then is not on film or yeah, TV. Yeah. Like so, I agree with you. Like this is this is more exciting than the preseason game. But one of the reasons it is is because they feel more confident running things. Well, it's on film. As soon as they put it on practice film, well, the Browns will have the it. The Browns will have it. That yeah. ha- Correct. Yes. <laughs> but but there's a little bit difference between the Browns yeah. having it and it being broadcast on like that's you know, true. That's national. fair. And yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Elliot, great stuff, man. We'll talk to you a lot, obviously, in the in the in the weeks up ahead leading into the season. Thanks, Elliot.